Listen to the 48 Hours podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like winter. It just won't go away. I think I might have used that one already. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Today on the show, I wanted to talk about triggers and your environment. Uh, what I mean by that is identifying what either emotional states or uh, situations in our life that are uh, giving us uh, extra difficulty, little things that are triggers in our life. Do we need to identify what those are and how should we do that? Should we test things? Uh, and, and really, it's a practice of listening to yourself and learning about your own emotional states. It could be loud noises. It could be the way someone talks to you. It could be certain, word, certain words. It could be a type of person. It could be an environment. It could be um, general loud noise. It could be a type of music, things like that. So I wanted to kind of go into that a little bit and talk about uh, our environment and uh, how that affects us. So without further ado, I'm going to play that intro. Let's do it. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is C-Note, your host, Mr. Christian Rivera. And uh, I've got a little bit of music playing in the background, so if it is too loud, please let me know. I am doing this on Facebook Live on my personal page. Um, I thought I would do this on my personal page at the moment, doing it live here, uh, because more people are going to probably be watching and I want to be able to take questions and do this on here until, you know, people start to stream into the Facebook page. Uh, and if you are not following the Facebook page, facebook.com slash dopamine podcast. So you could see all of the latest podcast updates and some questions. And, uh, then I'll post the, uh, the completed video version of this episode as well. So today I wanted to talk about triggers in our environment. Um, this is something I've been thinking about for a long time. <laughs> it's something that uh, I mostly want to share my story with this. 
because it's something that I've been slowly identifying and developing and learning about as I go through my personal mental health journey. Some of my personal triggers are loud noises, loud, very, very loud, abrupt noises, um, any kind of pain, um, and any kind of uh, abrasive, unwelcomed personality. <laughs> I think that's a lot of their, their triggers for some people. But the difference between a, a trigger and simply just getting upset is that a trigger for me means that my emotional state is compromised for an extended period of time. Uh, because I have a mood disorder called cyclothymia, for those of you who haven't are, are not keeping up with that part of it, um, I have a it, it's a low grade bipolar disorder, which essentially is a swing between manic and depressive states. So sometimes those states are triggered by different uh, different things in the environment, different. Um, discussions with people or or different um uh, just just different things either in my environment or in my life so high stress of any kind can be considered a trigger and i wanted to talk about triggers because there is a unfortunate misconception uh socially about what a trigger really is you know people talk about politically like oh they're triggered and they're freaking out and you know people associate being triggered with like snowflakes and being pansies and being sensitive and things like that. <clears throat> and often it isn't about someone being sensitive or being offended. It is about literally a, a emotional switch. I shouldn't even say it's an emotional switch. It's a, it's a mood switch. You know, you could switch from being uh, depressive to mania in a matter of hours because of a certain trigger, uh, in my case, or you could go from uh, a certain level of uh, 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 of calm and then be be triggered by by different things in our environment. So, if you don't loud, like loud noises, if um, you don't like interruptions, you know those are different things to kind of consider when you're you're looking at your environment and the triggers involved in there. Um, so, in in my past I've dealt with a lot of uh, situations where I, I you know I haven't been the greatest living with people I haven't had the greatest luck um, living with with animals or anything that's like kind of unexpected uh, because you know they'll 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 bark or make noises or do things that you don't expect or and it can cause uh, a loss of control and create a certain kind of freak out um, some people are more sensitive to smells uh, so if you're sensitive to your own smell, you know, shower more. If you're sensitive to other types of smells or environments, you know, be careful of that too. Uh, certain restaurants might have a very pungent smell or going to the gym or something like that might have a very, very uh, intense, you know, it's, it's at its core, as I talk about this, at its core, it's about being overwhelmed, you know, and the difference between, you know, with a, with a trigger, it's about being overwhelmed suddenly, being, and, and triggered suddenly with something that you're more likely to be more likely to be sensitive to because of something in your past or something that involves uh, a, a current mental state or something that you've dealt with. So in, in my case, I'm way, way very sensitive to someone who tries to exhibit some sense of control over me, whether that's emotionally or uh, uh, at a job or something like that. So I've never been very good at having a boss because 
I will get very upset when someone tries to just tell me to do something for the sake of them doing something, for them to exert their control rather than having uh, some sort of uh, plan or a why behind it, you know, just exerting their sense of of authority rather than, you know, being respectful. And, And that is a big thing for me, not even just with my mental health, but as a personality. I don't appreciate when someone wants to try to steamroll me. I'm just not that kind of person. My parents have always instilled the whole, like, don't mistake my kindness for weakness sort of mentality in me. So that becomes a very uh, sensitive topic for me. And uh, I've been in situations where I've allowed myself to become susceptible to different degrees of control, whether it's emotional or physical. Um, And in most cases, it's been emotional for me. in the sense that like, you know, you're not allowed to talk to certain people, you're not allowed to have um, certain kinds of relationships, or you're not allowed to focus on your dreams or like, you know, people basically consistently knocking you down and belittling you and not making you feel good about your personality, your hopes, your dreams, things like that. Um, You know, for me, that's, that's a, it's not an immediate trigger, but it's something that well, now it's more of an immediate trigger, I should say, because I, I experienced that slowly over time. And now I can see all of the little nuances and all of the little details that come with that, you know, when, when that's starting to sink in, as I'm starting to like, look back and analyze all of the little details in my personal life, um, that have led to me feeling a certain way to, to feel, feeling that feeling of entrapment or, or, um, control, I can now look at those little details and see when someone is trying to assert that onto me. Um, other things to consider in your environments are uh, a light, you know, strong, too, too strong of a light. Like I've had issues in my past at jobs that I've had too much of a, like fluorescent lights going on coming from the, the ceiling, you know, very, very well lit space. And people like that, but I've always been very sensitive to light. You know, as you can see, I don't have the best vision and, um, that, that can be something that has had an emotional effect on me personally. It, it affects my focus. It affects my ability to function. And, um, it's been very hard to exhibit that or share that, uh, with a boss or at a job when that sort of, when, when that sort of thing happens, um, they're, they're not as like, they're more likely to think of the, the whole as opposed to the, the individual, which is me, you know, they're not going to give me a private office because I can't focus, uh, because of the light, you know, it's, it becomes more of a dictatorship in that sense. And, and that's why I've had a little bit of a hard time with, with jobs. Um, uh, another one I had in mind, um, but I just lost it. But a lot of the things that I've had in mind were based on like office scenarios, because, you know, at home, we have a little bit more control over the things that we can be surrounded by in terms of we can control the temperature of the room, which is another thing to consider. You can control the, uh, in a lot of ways, the amount of noise going on depends on, you know, the situation. Sometimes kids make that a little bit more difficult or having animals make that makes that a little bit more difficult. Um, but when you go into a job environment, it becomes even more difficult to be able to control what's going on. You have to speak up more. If you're a person that is not comfortable speaking up or making any kind of noise in that 
sort of confrontational sense, it's going to take some persistence to make some changes. Uh, I know a lot of people that watch me here are types that have their own business uh, and are not necessarily working in an office environment, but I'm sure we all have at some point and uh, have our own experiences to share, which is why I wanted to talk about it. It's kind of interesting. So um, in that sense, uh, another thing to consider is the type of food you're eating. Uh, that, and that's an episode I want to do in the future. Uh, that's not going to be a solo episode, but I recently did a recording with Victoria Teasdale about uh, her empowerment coaching. And she talked a little bit about how food can kind of affect your mental state as well. And um, that's been very true for me. Uh, and I need to be a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit tougher on myself when it comes to eating the right foods and taking care of myself because I've just been eating a lot of crap lately. And I feel like that's contributing to a poor mental state. Uh, and so with Victoria Teasdale, we're going to get together and do an episode specifically dedicated to food and how we can uh, consider the different types of foods that are uh, uh, in our lives, especially processed foods and things that are common in there. Um, she talked a little bit uh, very briefly about how soy has affected her son and um, uh, corn was one thing that has a certain effect on some people. So it'd be kind of interesting to kind of break that down and see if there's any validity to that, as well as, you know, some things to consider because, uh, it's, it, that's a kind of a trial and error thing, right? When it comes to food, we, we don't always just know from going to the doctor, what's going to affect us, especially from an emotional standpoint, that can be very difficult. Uh, another thing to consider is ergonomics, you know, sitting up straight in your posture, uh, blood flow to your brain. Uh, that's something that I've also had a problem with. I've had a lot of issues. <laughs> um, you know, this chair that I'm sitting in currently is not very comfortable and I can't stay in it for very long. And I have a bit of a problem, um, with that. And, uh, so I need to like practice sitting up straight a little bit more and making sure to like, you know, kind of do some neck stretches and kind of, you know, do, do stretch your body a little bit. One thing, one little thing that I've given people tips on as to how to, to just feel a little bit better, especially if you're sitting in a chair all day is to just put your arms up in the air and just, just let just for 10 seconds and it'll, you'll get a little bit of a different kind of internal feeling and your, your better blood, blood flow, blood flow, <laughs> get better, better blood flow. And, um, you know, it'll, it'll kind of throw some, some endorphins in, into the situation there and make you feel at least a little bit better temporarily. Uh, I find that it's, it's pretty helpful. So if you're just sitting around doing nothing, do that for a second and, uh, maybe that'll help you a little bit. So, um, right now I'm close to like the 15 minute mark. So this is about when I would normally end a podcast, but I see some better butt flow. That's funny. So I'm going to go through some of the comments here. Um, so, uh, Molly says I'm super sensitive to smells and, um, noise can also be triggered for me. There is more, if there's more than one thing making lots of noise in the environment, I get overwhelmed. And yeah, it's, it's about being overwhelmed. I, I find that the, the trigger aspect is about being overwhelmed. I think some more introverted types might have an issue with that. Um, and, uh, uh, even if you're classified as an extrovert, like, there are still some things that could affect you in terms of uh, uh, being overwhelmed. You know, there there's varying levels of extroverts. It's not just like, you know, I love noise and people and things, but some people seem to really, really love being loud <laughs> or they feel like that's their natural way of being. So it's really hard to kind of um, 
uh, you know, maybe you have to be careful when you're around those types if you're more of an introvert and can't handle that kind of overwhelmed feeling. Conversely, someone who is more of an extrovert might have a little bit of a hard time being by themselves. So they might need to cultivate a life that is around more people and uh, a situation where you can you can talk more or make more noise and, and kind of thrive in that. You know, it's, it's really, again, about personal preference. There's no one, no one way to do this. Um, and uh, so Molly also shares, Molly lives with me, by the way. Uh, she says the most, our home is the, our apartment is the most calming home environment I've ever been in. It's crazy how much of a difference that makes. And it is because I've also come from a situation that my, my previous home was, very loud and a bit chaotic and there was a lot of uh unwarranted noise the tv was too loud or the dogs were too loud or uh you know kids yelling or the environment or um we would have neighbors that were like doing construction work at like 8 a.m and we also had uh um uh, animals uh, in the neighborhood so it was kind of like a little bit more of a rural environment and um there was a rooster at like five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it would make noise if you left the window open. It would definitely wake you up. And you'd hear like goats and chickens and other things. And um, that works great for some people. Definitely not for me. I need a lot more control over my environment. Um, and uh, James says, one of the th hardest things about being a full-time traveler is that it's almost impossible to control my environment. There's people everywhere, and it can really set me into a bad spiral. In some ways, uh, it's been good. It's gotten me out of my shell a bit, but in a lot of ways, it's been super difficult. And yeah, especially if you're traveling a lot. Uh, that was something I had to consider when I was driving across the country. I did it twice. Um, but I was staying in different hotels and different environments, and uh, I was, I'm was i very, very picky about where I stay, and I want to make sure that it's likely to be a good, comfortable environment. Um, but, you know, you're likely to come across different personalities and different types of people. And um, for me, the reason I've been learning more about Myers-Briggs is so that I can more predictably... Uh, uh, work with people or understand personality types or get a feeling for which types uh, I'm more likely to be comfortable around or the environment that I'm comfortable to be around and make the changes that I can when I can. But unfortunately, it's, you know, there's situations in life that don't allow us to take as much control over those scenarios as we wish we could. Um, so I, I wish I thought ahead of time about like which tactics I can help you with in terms of like, uh, uh, controlling that. But, um, you know, sometimes in my past, I've, I've just removed myself from the situation, um, respectfully as, as respectfully as I could, you know, I would, if the, if the house was too overwhelming, instead of having a freak out, I would just excuse myself in some sense, just go, I don't know, say, I, you know, I'm going to go to Starbucks for an hour <laughs> or I'm just going to go to a comic book shop or, or, or somewhere else, basically. Um, you know, James also says that earbuds, earbuds are his best friend. Uh, and yeah, music is great. Music is a, a nice way to kind of just drown people out <laughs> in a way. Um, or, you know, find ways to just kind of exclude yourself from, you know, everything else that's going on. Um, earbuds are good. You know, you can even just get like ear can like noise canceling headphones, whether that's earbuds or, you know, the big old cans. Sometimes the big can headphones like these guys are a little bit more, um, 
obvious, especially when you're out in a social situation. It is really, really nice to put those on because people are less likely to bug you unless they're a type that is like completely ignorant. <laughs> but, um, you know, you can, you can, you can always say no. And that, that's another thing that is a really, really good practice is learning how to say no to certain types of people. Because sometimes we can, when we say yes to something, we kind of open all sorts of doors to allow someone to continue to kind of enforce their perception of what they would like life to be or, or that scenario or whatever. So, you know, if I'm going into a situation that I know is going to be a little bit heavy or might have to, I might have to check out, you know, if I'm, if I'm with Molly out, out at an event or somewhere where there's going to be a lot of noise or like at a bar late in the day and we know it's going to be intense and we're with other people, you know, in, in the sense that like she can still talk to people and still be entertained you know, I'll likely just kind of warn her in advance and say like, Hey, I, I, I'm pro I might have to step out for a second to regroup or I'll excuse my, I'll just go to the bathroom and just kind of like hang in there for a few minutes <laughs> and just kind of like recenter and take a breath. Um, uh, again, that's, those are more like specifically introverted things. Um, but if you are someone who is more of an extrovert, I would love to hear, uh, what your version of that is. If you do get overwhelmed in social situations or you, or if you get overwhelmed, if things are too quiet, uh, I assume that that's what that would look like for an extrovert is that it, it's, it's too quiet. There's not enough action and you start to feel anxious and anxiety because of that. Um, most of the stories I've heard are about people who are introverts dealing with with that sense of anxiety or control in their environment. Um, so I think this is a good spot to end. I don't know if anyone else who is uh, watching has any questions. I'm going to take a quick sip. But I do appreciate that um, I could do this live with some people and some people can join me and ask questions to kind of add a little bit of depth to these uh, these podcasts that I'm doing on my own because... I, I wing it <laughs> most of the time. I pick a topic and then I just kind of talk about my own personal experiences. Um, but it is really nice to hear other people's take on things. So I wouldn't have thought about the earbuds thing without James chiming in and uh, sense of smell without Molly saying something, and um, which is great. So uh, think about your posture too. Think about your smell, uh, not your, well, your smell and other people's sense of smell and, and what the environment entails. Uh, the lighting in the environment. I like a nice, soft, natural light. Uh, if you're dealing with a situation at a workplace, please speak up because if it's going to be affecting your mental health or your ability to work, that's important because it'll affect your ability to function, your ability to do your job, and therefore might end up, you know, might end up with you getting fired. That's happened to me in the past. So uh, I'll tell a quick story before we wrap up where I was working at a place where we switched buildings. So I was, I was doing data management for uh, Legend 3D, which was a great company, great people to work for. Uh, and I worked in IT, which was like top floor in the corner. It was kind of its own little cubby separated from everyone. So it was, I was only working with a few people and that was fine. I was, I was totally content with that. And I kind of, I liked my back to the wall and the computer facing me. So that, you know, I made little changes to do that. Uh, that kind of helped me be able to focus. But also, um, so, so what happened eventually is that, uh, we agreed as a group to like turn off the lights, which was very helpful for us because it was just overwhelming with all the lights. And then, um, when we switched buildings, 
we uh, we moved to an open floor plan. So I was in the middle of a room with like 300 people, and that was not good. There was a lot of commotion, a little bit of noise, but also my back wasn't to the wall. So I was very unfocused. I was very much like scanning my environment and like I didn't want anyone like creeping up on me or anything like that. Um, and I, I just felt like I was easily accessible to disturbances, to anyone just bugging me for any old reason. And I, I started to fall apart mentally uh, as a result of that. And the lights were just hugely bright. Um, and I lost my chair, so I had to get a new chair, and that was that was uh, frustrating as well. So uh, I eventually fell apart. They, I made a couple of big mistakes, and they let me go, and that was uh, very unfortunate. So um, while many of us who are either watching or uh, or listening uh, are types that are starting their own business, those are still things to consider uh, when you're trying to assess your performance and your ability to to function as a business owner, as a, as a creative, as a person that is, you know, living day in and day out, you know, we deserve to be able to cater to our, our cater our environment to us and, um, you know, make little changes every day to make things better. I cannot wait to get a new chair after this weekend. I'll be getting a stand up desk and this will be so much better. We'll be making little adjustments and, um, and it'll be great. So, so that's basically it. Uh, take stock in your environment be aware of your, your personal triggers and just kind of like, just, just listen to yourself as best as you can, uh, for when, when things are going to change in your environment. So, um, Ed Holtzman says, it gets no love. Your desk is back here in the server closet with the full ceiling fluorescence. Yep. We need a dark cave, (laughs) Uh, basically. So, um, with that, I appreciate you guys joining me. Um, I'm going to be doing these twice a week. I'm just not sure what times just yet so that I can record these new episodes and then I'll be posting the replay on to dopamine. So facebook.com slash dopamine podcast. And, uh, I'll just, I'll just keep doing this on my personal page for a little while. And, um, and then after that, um, that, you know, we'll, we'll wing it and see how it goes. So thanks for joining me. I'll catch you guys next time. Take care of yourselves and each other. Peace. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend, I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need. It's for you to put me on to the recipe, yeah. Ooh, ooh, purple flowers, candy showers in the air. You dance for hours as I watch from overhead. It's a my thing. You got me going off your dopamine. Yeah, it's a my thing. You got me going off your dopamine.